talk about sports, the show where we talk about entertainment, and then at the end, we bring it all together to talk some sports entertainment. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. It's the it's the post-mortem on WrestleMania. It's the Mania weekend wrap-up. Uh, Boris, I'm still sick. You probably hear it in the voice a little more this time around, but you know what? I'm hanging in there. I'm trying my best to uh, heal up so I can go home this weekend, see the parents, see the family. Uh, life is good other than the sickness. How are you, big I'm homie? Doing all, I'm doing all right, man. Man, thanks for asking. Yeah, so I'm a little under the weather, but I honestly think that it's just this change of weather that we've been getting. Like one day it's 15 degrees. The next day is minus 15 degrees. It's just been, it's been super weird weather here. And, um, you know, as things are opening up, it's just, you know, Toronto's actually pretty good. Toronto, I would have to say that, like, where we live a lot of people are still masking up and 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 whatnot, right? So I'm grateful for that. But yeah, the numbers are going up, anyways. Um, yeah, it's the mania, post mania, mania, the mania, the mania of the mania. It's it's yeah, it's 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 kind of the show that we've been wanting to do all week. But you know, it's it's uh, here we are talking about WrestleMania weekend, kind of wrapping it up in a neat little package. Sending it across and calling WrestleMania 38 a dear. Yes. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend of wrestling. I actually do like we're, we're not going to do much sports talk on this one, but I do think we should just briefly just just really quick. Just mention MLB season started today. So we're going to give you a full preview next week on baseball, uh, a week in a late preview. Uh, also, man, quickly, you see any a tiger today? Yeah, he is uh he's out there to prove something. This man almost had his leg amputated 13 months ago and he is one under at the Masters right now. Yep. There was talk that he might never golf a professional round again. And the fact that he's in the Super Bowl of golf within like you you know like such a short window of time before such a devastating uh traumatic injury uh, man, it's just it's just crazy. This is honest to God, one of the craziest things like imaginable in sports. If he makes the cut, it is one of the most impressive athletic feats of my lifetime. Yeah. If he is anywhere near the top, you know, I think that that he he's he's gonna be happily retiring at the end of the weekend. <laughs> man, man, this, this I just can't believe, I just cannot believe that Tiger Woods is not only golfing, but golfing well right now. In the Masters, he's one under. This guy, just, just the best athlete of my lifetime. I don't even like, I don't like golf that much. I've golfed like twice in my life. I hit like a couple nice shots that made me think I might be okay if I did a lot, but like I I'll, I'll never be rich enough or annoying enough <laughs> to love golf. No, that's not fair. A lot of, a lot of my best friends love golf a lot, but yeah, man, I I'm not, I'm not much of a golfer. That guy is still the best athlete I have ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah. I'm a golfer. I golf. Yeah. yeah. How are you? Are you, are you, are you good? No, I'm not that good. I still haven't broken a hundred just yet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. That That's my goal. A hundred. Once I break 100, I'm retiring, calling it a career. <laughs> I, I love it. That's a reasonable goal, big homie. But yeah, just a little bit of sports talk off the top. We're going to be back with a regular BAM next week. For now, big homie, let's just talk about some professional wrestling, the weekend that started on Thursday. 
Yeah, man. The weekend that started thir- on last Thursday, as we're recording, bam, last week, we started watching some blood sport. We're not going to go through every show, but there's a couple highlights that I do want to do. So essentially, we're going to cover some blood sport. We're going to cover some impact multiverse of matches. We're going to cover the uh, ROH Supercar of Honor. And then, because we're the BAM boys, we have a list at the end. We're going to name you our top five matches from WrestleMania weekend, any promotion. So let's start with uh, Bloodsport. We watched, I guess, half of the show live. Like, like you know, actually sat down and watched it. The other, we were kind of recording and stuff. But what we did watch, you know, I know it's a match that you kind of hinted that is going to end up on your list at the end of the year. That's good old John Moxley versus Biff. Yeah, John Moxley, Biff Busick in Bloodsport. So if you're unfamiliar with the Bloodsport promotion, it's a GCW umbrella promotion. It's Josh Barnett's promotion, if I'm correct. I believe he is the uh, booker, quote unquote. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's a no rope ring and they have realistic MMA style fights, basically. And the finishes are way more reminiscent of an MMA fight than they are of a professional wrestling match with the referee flying in because the man is knocked out and like stopping a, a ground and pound, etc. So I I love the Bloodsport product. It's very different from a lot of the things out there. And this may have been the best Bloodsport match of all time, at least the best that I've seen. Yeah, no, it was really good. It was really well done. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the, what always interests me about blood sport are the combinations of wrestlers so you know i remember a few years ago it was matt riddle against minoru suzuki like that match oh Oh, exactly it was just it was just amazing to watch um this show though had a very interesting lineup all right so you know we had minoru suzuki versus chris dickinson and kind of like a, a rematch uh a good old feud uh john moxley versus biff music as we talked about josh barnett versus jonah was a very interesting combination yeah definitely not the uh in this in this style too very very interesting match and it was pretty good yep another match that we were able to catch live and I've never seen this guy wrestle too much, but I've heard about him in some circles, and that's Yuya uh, Uimura. Yeah, Yuya Uimura defeats Speedball Mike Bailey in another uh, solid match. Um, yeah, man, it's like you said, so many different matchups. We saw J.R. Kratos versus Timothy Thatcher, which was actually really good. We yep. saw Marina Schaefer. Uh, Next opponent of Jade Cargill have a, a solid match against Zeta Zhang, who I like a lot. Yep. John Hannigan versus Simon Gotch. Remember Simon Gotch? <laughs> Excuse me. No. No, I do not. Who is that man? No, of course <laughs> I do. Former Vaudevillain versus Johnny Mundo. What a match that was. Actually, yep. it wasn't that great. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't. It was just the 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 the. It was more like the combination was interesting. Uh, someone who's making a real name of herself, especially in Impact. You had Masha Slamovich versus Janae Kai. I really enjoy Janae Kai. She's got like that um, uh, kickboxing style. She's shown up on AEW a couple times. Actually, she was one of Jade Cargill's opponents. Um, and I kind of felt bad for Janae Kai because she got zero offense in that match. Yeah, yeah, pretty much zero, eh? Like, literally, like, not one move. Yeah. Um, Another person that has been getting a lot more attention in the indie scene that I was finally able to sit down and watch was uh, Ninja Mac. 
Yeah, Ninja Mac, who uh, also uh, was going to be on the Ring of Honor card that we're about to talk about. I like Ninja Mac. He is. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Blitzkrieg. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, right? he does. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Minoru Suzuki versus Chris Dickinson. Man, Chris Dickinson Surprising. so, so hated in that crowd. Because yeah. Suzuki is Suzuki. Suzuki is a god here in North America. Especially in a place like Bloodsport, where they, they're going to know the deal with Minoru Suzuki, right? And Chris Dickinson, was he was coming in there. He was fired up as soon as he got in the ring. In retrospect, you could see why he was so excited to get in there. Because Chris Dickinson defeats, basically knocks out Minoru Suzuki. Yep, the ref exactly. stoppage. Yeah, it was a complete ref stoppage. And what's... You know, a more impressive note is that, you know, I think last weekend was Chris Dickens' first weekend back after a really bad hip uh, hip injury. So, you know, seeing him in a blood sport type event where it's a little more on the rough side, you know, it was good to see that he's not only looking good, but, you know, he, he's, he can fight. Absolutely, yeah. Very excited to see him back. He's a he's a pretty good wrestler. He's, I, I, you know what I mean. I don't know where his career is going to go, unfortunately, but I think he could be an asset to AW. They're so bloated. He's a really good indie wrestler right now, and uh, that's good enough. Yep, exactly. So yeah, so that's basically blood sport in a nutshell. It was a it was a great way to start the weekend. Let me tell you that. Oh, for sure, definitely one of the strongest shows. Definitely the most unique show that I saw all weekend. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the unfortunate part is just because of timing. Uh, you know, on Friday, there was the Hall of Fame and SmackDown and ROH and Impact all in one night. Uh, you know, I wasn't able to really catch Joey Janela's shows and stuff like that. So, you know, there, there's still some wrestling I want to watch. But, yeah. you know, so you we... didn't see you. Sorry, you didn't see any GCW? No, I didn't. Not much. Not much outside of wow. that. Yeah. Okay, um, so... I heard about Buff Bagwell, quote unquote wrestling <laughs> yeah so I, I tried to watch some of the clusterfuck i uh i enjoyed it for what it was but as soon as they started doing like the covid spots i i just stopped watching it i yeah. was just like ah, this is this is no longer for me i this is actually just making me mad so i'm out of here but uh yeah i uh unfortunately i did not last long enough to see uh sean ross sap and denise uh salcedo get in there which yeah. would have been fun but that actually did lead to a fun conversation on the uh on the wrestling observer board with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, where Meltzer, I believe kind of, kind of hinted for the first time that AEW has reached out to Brian Alvarez to wrestle. That is a fact. Apparently interesting. So that's, that's interesting. interesting. That is interesting. Very I think interesting. it was, it was brought up in the thread and I agree with this. I bet you that Alvarez was going to be in the first casino battle Royale. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Something like that. But yeah, it's just funny. Alvarez has not done it because all, mostly because all of the fans who say Alvarez is paid by AEW, I assume anyway. But uh, man, he was a wrestler first. I think he could do it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, you know, I think one of the most uh, anticipated shows and clearly the numbers said. So this show was up against WWE, uh, many WWE shows and a lot of indie sh other, other indie shows. But that's Ring of Honor, the Supercard of Honor. It's the yearly show that happens on WrestleMania weekend. And this year, it was kind of a little different. It kind of was the anniversary show plus Supercard of Honor plus, you know, the, the, the ushering in of the Tony Khan era of ROH. 
Yeah, it was kind of, it was like a poor man's ECW one night stand in some ways. It was kind of like an ROH one night stand, 2006, where they restarted the brand. Yeah, exactly. So, I guess, you know, considering everything that it was up against, it ended up getting about 20,000 buys. That's pretty impressive. That's That's pretty impressive. That's actually, that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely an encouraging sign for sure. Yeah, it, it, it was like, it's a good start, you know, and I guess a lot of people were interested to kind of see what Tony Khan's ROH was going to look like, and right away, I have to say, you noticed, I noticed one thing about ROH, that was the What's production, that? the production value went up tenfold. 100% agree with that, yeah, and that was always the fatal flaw with Ring of Honor, so if they're addressing that, and they have, great, great start. Yep, because the wrestling has never been an issue. The announced the commentators have never been an issue. You and I were talking about this. I love Ian Riccoboni. I think he is one of the best in the business right now. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree with that. He's uh, yeah, he's knowledgeable. He's got a great voice, like not just not just in terms of his actual speaking voice, but he's got like he's got a personality. He's like a, a stand up baby face kind of announcer. I like his work a lot. Yep, and Caprice Coleman has kind of grown on me. Like he's just there, and 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 it's the combination of Caprice and Ian that works. It's, if Caprice were with anyone else or alone, I'd tune out. But it's you Ian know Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman that, to me, it just works. It's a good call, man. You know what? I actually think this was the best Caprice Coleman I've ever heard. It seemed like he was more confident. He had more jokes. I don't know what it was, but he had a really good night. This was the best Caprice Coleman I can remember. It was an audition. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. No, but no, I agree with you 100% on that. No, like like Caprice was great. You know, Ian Riccoboni was great as always. And we got Bobby Cruz as the ring announcer. That's always fun, yeah. Um, yeah, the the original, the OG, right? Ring of Honor announcer. So for this one, we can do, I think, the whole card. I yeah. like not not review. We'll just tell you the results at least. I'm not going to review every single match, but no, exactly. All right. So the pre-show had Blake Christian versus Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana beats Blake Christian in about eight minutes ten seconds. Did you watch this uh, this match? I did watch this match. I like me some some Blake Christian. He's uh he's a good uh, young wrestler. And uh, yeah, Cole Cabana. Good to see him on this Ring of Honor show. You know, I have this 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 wish. Like I've never been the biggest Cole Cabana fan, but I really hope that he go just goes back to ROH full time. That's interesting. I think that's probably where he will be best suited. Yeah, like you know, God bless him doing whatever he does with the dark order and whatever but like i just think that the best use of a of um of 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 of, of uh colt cabana is in roh as a coach as a mentor as a wrestler as a character 100 percent agree with you that's his home it's always been his home all right. Uh, the next match was a women's match. It was AQA versus Miranda Alize. Who this match was a little rough. AQA ends up winning uh, at eight minutes and fifteen seconds. Miranda Alize took a nasty-looking shooting star press. Um, honestly, one of two things happened: either she was legit injured, or she had the best selling of the entire weekend. Oh, no, I actually missed the finish on this one. I got up and grabbed something to drink. But, yeah, man, that's uh, that's disappointing to hear. Jeez, I didn't even know that. Yep. All right, the next match was Eli Isom versus, and Cheeseburger versus Toa Leona 
and Khan. Yes, that Khan. And now it's official. Toa Leona and Khan are now associates of Tully Blanchard. I like how Tully Blanchard went from like uh, distinguished wrestler types, FTR, to big fucking monsters. He now manages three monsters. You know what this reminds me of? What's that? Paul Ellering with Authors of yeah. Pain. Yes, interesting. It does have that kind of vibe for sure. Like the the brains behind the brawn. Yep, exactly. So anyway, so this was Toa, Leona, and Khan's kind of coming out party. And oh man, they just destroyed Eliism and Cheeseburger in two minutes, 15 seconds. Uh, Leona hit a Samoan spike on Ism. And that was pretty much it. Very quick, very short match. After the match, Blanchard said that the fans saw two of the most dynamic wrestlers in the world. He said the fans would see the third member of Tully Blanchard Enterprises later in the night. Nice. And indeed we did. But yeah, solid match and a solid pre-show. Yep. All right. Uh, We got a video package uh, airing about the interim ROH Women's World Championship match between Willow Nightingale and Mercedes Martinez. Hey, I said the name properly. Oh, you did it, buddy. Yep. Nothing's going to stop us now. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) That's it. Show's over. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, the next match was Dalton Castle versus Joe Hendry. Honestly, I for some reason, I had a feeling that we were going to see Dalton Castle, but it was good to actually see him in this show in some shape, way, or form. I actually forgot that this match existed, which show, it shows you how much it stuck, it stuck in my mind. I did watch it, but I agree with that point, man. Dalton Castle is a Colt Cabana type. He's got to stay in Ring of Honor. Yep, exactly. So Dalton Castle ends up beating Joe Hendry in about 10 minutes. This match was okay. Castle was super, super, super over with the crowd. Um, We got a kind of a promo, and I have to ask you, what do you think of the combination of Bandito and Chavo Guerrero Jr.? It's not that bad. I think Bandito probably needed a mouthpiece. Chavo is not the best promo, but he's better than nothing. So, yeah, it's okay. Yep, so that was the pre-show, very strong pre-show, but then we got right down to business. The meat and potatoes, as they say. The first match of the main show was Shane Swerve Strickland versus Alex Zane. It was the 2022 NXT Invitational. (laughs) Exactly right. Yes, sir. And Swerve the Realist definitely uh, was going to win this match. It was pretty clear. He's getting the push, the big push, but this is a solid match. Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed this match a lot. Uh, so uh, Strickland cut, uh, gets a JML driver. He gets the pin in about 12 minutes. Really strong match, in my opinion. You know, these two, I think, were just out there to have fun, and that's exactly what they gave us, the the viewers. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, was, it was a solid match. It's not like they were just fucking around out there, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's definitely a, a solid exhibition of pro wrestling to start the show. Yep. All right. The next match was Ninja Mac, who we talked about from Bloodsport, against Tully Blanchard's third associate. That's none other than a returning Brian Cage. The machine Brian Cage beats the shit out of this jabroni Ninja Mac. Very fun match. Yep, it was a three-minute little squash. Yeah, two minutes, 50 seconds. He hits the drill claw, gets a clean pin, really puts him over. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this squash. It was a well-done squash. Definitely, 100% agree. And it's interesting to see uh, Brian Cage back. I wonder if he's going to be strictly Ring of Honor, if he's going to go back to AEW. 
Yeah, it, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to kind of see the dynamics of how people are used moving up and down, right? Like, you know, obviously, uh, ROH is in canon to AEW, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how they handle ROH. Is it going to be like the little the little brother, the stepbrother, the, e- the, the ugly little sister? It'll be interesting <laughs> to kind of see how they treat it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm thinking it's going to be straight up NXT developmental before too long, but we'll we'll see. Yep. All right. The next match was Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. Awesome match. And uh, it, yeah, it's just like you said, man. We saw some Jay Lethal and uh, Sanjay Dutt on AEW last night. We also saw highlights of this show on Dynamite. So. Um, Moriarty, Lee Moriarty is someone I really want to see more of on regular AEW TV. Absolutely. Yeah. They, that's their young guys are who is hurt by the log jam at the top. But at the same time, a Lee Moriarty, as good as he is, he does need still to develop, to figure out some things in his game. Although I 100% agree with you, man. I want to see this guy more on TV. He's really, really good. Yep. And this is one of those matches where it's like, you know, it start, it started off good. You know, I'm not saying at, at any point was this match not good, but it just got better as the match went on. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's that's fair. Definitely picked up some steam, picked up pace. Really solid wrestling match. Jay Lethal wins 14 minutes and 15 seconds. Yep. Uh, the next match was for the interim ROH Women's World Championship. Just remember, Deanna Perrazzo is the ROH Women's Champion as well. So this match featured Willow Nightingale, who was up against Roxy in the finals uh, versus Mercedes Martinez. We all know about Mercedes Martinez. Um, Yeah, this match was something to behold. Yeah, it was was a very good match. Definitely a great showing by Willow. I like her work a lot. Uh, Yeah, and Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Perrazzo is going to be a fun match too whenever that happens. Yep, exactly. We're going to talk about the whole women's picture in wrestling because something very interesting happened at the impact show so you know we'll see exactly where they're going to end up going with this but i think matt we're going to be talking about this next match for a long time to come that was jay briscoe and mark briscoe the briscoes dumb boys versus ftr dax harwood and cash wheeler for the roh tag titles this match was fucking brilliant 27 minutes and 25 seconds uh to me, it felt like a hybrid of like, actually, I think Brian Alvarez said this too, so I don't want to steal his point, but I swear to God, I thought this while I was watching it. It felt like a hybrid of like the 70s and the 80s with modern moves, with like today's move sets. It was just a perfect mix of the old and the new. A brilliant match. This is my match of the year right now, and this is a five-star match. I will go as far to say it is the best match of either team's career. Yeah. You know, and then and, and we were at, NXT 2016 in Toronto. We saw DIY versus the Revival. That to me was my favorite Revival match up until Friday. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, before we were even buddies, although we might have seen each other out and about. We probably nodded. Uh, Like, hey. Yeah, exactly. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly rude. I don't think I said that. But (laughs) But yeah, no, I agree with you a million percent, buddy. That was the old best match of FTR's career, and they surpassed it. I think the Briscoes, probably their best matches came against Kevin Steen and El Generico, in my opinion. And you can pick any one of those that could contend for five stars, like two or three of them, the cage match and and the... uh, 
there's street fight or was it no DQ? I think there's a street fight perhaps in Boston. That is literally one of the craziest matches that I've ever seen that's ever happened. And the only reason why I wouldn't give it five stars is because it doesn't look like anyone sells anything. It looks like they're actually just fighting for their lives. But uh, this was a five star, beautiful professional wrestling match. If you have not seen this match yet, Go watch it today. Watch it as soon as this podcast is over. Watch it with the podcast on. Actually, don't do that. It, it deserves your full attention. Listen yeah. to the podcast first, then go watch it. Yeah, exactly. No, this match was honestly tag team perfection. Uh, dare I say, the excellence of execution, this match. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be? <laughs> yeah, I like what we're doing here, you see? No, but like, no, this match, honestly, like, I... Uh, I can't say enough good. You know, what are the chants I hate the most in professional wrestling uh, crowds is fight forever. But honestly, if there was ever a match that, number one, you weren't exactly sure how it was going to finish, even though you had a guess, and number two, you just really didn't want to finish, it was this match. Absolutely. And Fight Forever, I liked the first time, which I'm almost positive was NXT TakeOver Dallas, Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn. I'm pretty sure that's where Fight Forever started. And it was like a beautiful, organic moment. And you know what I mean? It was the first time that I don't know who the first person was that started saying it. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's become annoying in the intervening six years. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing that I really enjoyed about this match... They respected the finishers. Absolutely. That's what I mean by that, like, 70s and 80s kind of style. The blood, the brawling, but also, like, the structure of the match and the fact that they weren't just doing 450 double stomps. Yep. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, the, yeah, they, the Briscoes went up for a doomsday device. It got broken up. FDR hit the big rig on Jay. Got the win, and as Matt said, 27 minutes, 25 seconds to win the ROH Tag Team Titles. Yeah, I can't say enough about it, and we're going to do our list, but yeah, obviously match of the weekend because it was the best match of the year, and it was the best match of these two teams' careers, in my yep. opinion. And then, you know, I guess not to too many people surprised after the match, the Young Bucks show up. They super kick the Briscoes. Uh, Brandon Cutler was filming. The Bucks hit a BT trigger uh, uh, for their finisher. Uh, FTR returns to the ring, runs them off. So it was a nice little, you know, it's the, your, I guess, your, your stereotypical send off by the Bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, I wonder how much uh, of the Young Bucks, if any, we're going to see in Ring of Honor. I would assume a little bit. I assume they would, they'll would they dip their toes back in there. Yep. Yep. You see, what the most impressive part for me about this match was, before the weekend started, as soon as this match was signed, we knew that it was going to be a great match. I had my expectations super high, dude. Like, way too high sometimes. Um, yeah. And it even surpassed what I thought this match was going to be. Yeah, man, I know what you mean. Like, I, I was I, I was hoping that it would have been close to this good. I was also a little worried because it kind of seemed like, and maybe I was just getting worked by the angle, but it kind of seemed like there was some real heat and some bad blood. And just knowing the Briscoes versus Kevin Steen and El Generico matches, where I, I swear to God, go back and watch it, but it really it seems like they, they're not being the most professional all the time. I was a little worried, but I, that was dumb, markish of me. 
I'm a Mark Boris. They uh, they done worked me. There was no bad blood. It was just a brilliant performance between four amazing professional wrestlers. See, I think the Briscoes are the type of team that they're just they get so into character and so into it that when they're out there, they really do fucking hate you. Yeah, man, that's interesting. That may that might be it. But guess what? That's great. That's what wrestling used to be. And that's why people love Eddie Kingston. That's why people love like a hard hitting Brian Danielson or John Moxley match. Like that's that's brilliant. That's what the whole thing is supposed to be. Yep. So after that match, I needed a smoke. I needed a break. But a match that yeah. I was super interested in happened, and that's Red Titus versus Minoru Suzuki for the ROH TV title. And I was thinking, like, as the whole Young Bucks stuff was happening, I feel sorry for the next match. Yeah, but you know what? It was a smoke break for Minoru Suzuki, basically. <laughs> he made quick work of this schmuck. Yeah, six minutes. Six minutes is all he needed to become the ROH TV champion to win his first North American title. There you go. Minoru Suzuki. That's We're going to be good. seeing more of him, I guess. At 50, what, three years old? That's so dope. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy that him and Chris Jericho are the same age? <laughs> it actually is insane. There's a there's a dream match. I would pay money to see that. Same here. All right. My boy, Josh Woods, and his ROH Pew Rules Championship versus Wheeler Yuta. This was another match that I was really looking forward to. Yeah, same. Wheeler Yuta is he has really stepped his game up over the past uh, couple months. And a tough beat for your boy here, Boris. Number one draft pick. Yeah, man. Yeah, it sucks. So, yeah, so Wheeler Yuta is your new ROH Pure Champion. He won the match in 12 minutes, 55 seconds. This was a fun match. I think this was a really, really good match. Good showing for Josh Woods. But I think the MVP of this match by far was Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's really like it, it's it's crazy to see him just gain confidence with every match in front of your eyes, eh? Like, yeah, we, Wheeler Yuta is really he's becoming something pretty special. You know, there there's something to be said about watching, and this is kind of what I liked about NXT. Uh, you know, and it's 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 seeing wrestlers develop into whatever they're going to become. It's why I've always loved independent wrestling. Uh, definitely man because yeah we're seeing these people a lot of times in their like wrestling infancy so it is it is so cool to watch but that's why i still stick it out with nxt man because it's a little bit of the same you know it can be it really can be sometimes <laughs> <laughs> nxt sometimes. something but yeah no this i think that this was a fantastic match it was a good match you know this match in the previous match the roh tv title it was kind of like your your lull, not in a. It wasn't an entertaining way. It was just a well needed lull because the next match was your main event, and it was your title R for title, title for title, ROH World Champion Bandito with Chava Guerrero versus original OG ROH Champion Holder Jonathan Gresham for the undisputed ROH World Championship. It's, I get the whole gimmick, and he was literally holding the original title, physical belt, but it's funny because Bandito is actually the original quote-unquote champion, and yeah. Gresham is the interim champion, yeah. so it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, man, I thought this was really good on like friggin' what, 75, 80, 85, 90% of wrestling shows that you ever watch, this would be the best match of the show? 99 out of 100 times, 
this yeah. match would be your match of the night. But that one time that the that FTR, I was about to like Bret Hart and say the FTR, that the FTR <laughs> faces the Briscoes, that match is going to be match of the night, match of the year, match of the decade, for God's sake. Like, seriously. Um, but yeah, this match, so good. The one thing about this match, and this match, up until... Sunday evening when I really sat down and started thinking about it, talking to some people, and that's I should have I should have just stuck to my guts. But this match did have like a clash of styles and it worked to a certain extent. But the one thing that did get to me about this match, Matt, is what? Oh, this sitting around waiting for the next move, Boris? Yep. Oh no. There was a there was a quite a bit of that. There was a quite a bit of that. And I think that's my one knock on Bandito, and especially his twenty one plex. Oh, the 21 plex is rough. It's like, yeah, it's, I don't like that move at all, actually. It, it, it's such a convoluted setup. It makes, I don't know, it makes the uh, 619 look like a headlock takeover, Boris, or something. It really does. It really <laughs> does. Like, it looks cool. Is it effective? I'm not sure. But it's just the setup just takes way too much time. And Gresham really, he, like, I don't know whether it was the cameras or what, but when they did the 21 plex near the end of the match, it just, kind of took me out of the match a little bit i agree with that man yeah completely uh it was still a very good match though like we said like one of the best matches you're gonna see all weekend for sure and on 80 percent of wrestling shows have been the best match on the show so uh, nothing to complain about a great wrestling match but i think your nitpicks are valid buddy i agree with all that yeah so uh gresham ends up winning in 24 minutes and 50 seconds to become the unified ROH world champion. Excellent match to end a very excellent show. And it was awesome seeing Kerry Silken at the end uh, presenting Gresham with both titles. It was cool to see a bandito shaking Gresham's hand and everyone was happy up until Jay Lethal comes out. He interrupts Gresham. He talks, essentially kind of shit talks Gresham. says, you know, I taught you everything you know. I'm better than you. You know, you're 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 a piece of crap. Um, so I kind of like. I, I'm a fan of heel lethal. Yeah, heel lethal is he's pretty dang good. I I, I would agree with that for sure, man. Um, yeah, I think it needed to be done as well. Like I don't know. I don't know if he's better as a healer face. I'm not super familiar with Jay. Le- Obviously, I know Jay Lethal, but I'm not like. Uh, you know, a Jay Lethal expert here. I couldn't really tell you where he's best, but but right now for this moment, he had to turn where where they need him. Like they they're too strong on the babyface side. They needed a big number one heel for Ring of Honor. This was a great decision. Yep, Sanjay Dutt comes out. He tries to keep the peace. Ends up turning on Jonathan Gresham. They beat Gresham up. Uh, Lee Morty runs out. He gets double teamed, and then we get. A debut of none other than Samoa fucking Joe. Yeah, man. Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor. That was an unbelievable moment. That was so cool. Yeah, it was so cool. It was so cool to watch. Obviously, he clears the ring. He has his moment in the sun. And Samoa Joe is back. Yes, sir. Yeah, very exciting to see what's coming next with Ring of Honor. They did it. They achieved their goal. They had a really good show with an absolute all-time classic of a wrestling match, and they built intrigue for what's coming next. So a uh, uh, home run by Ring of Honor here, in my opinion. Grand slam, in my opinion, honestly. Um, yeah. I've, I've always been a fan of ROH. 
you know, it's 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 it, it holds a very um, you know, I have some fond memories of attending ROH shows, uh, the infamous garbage strike show at Ted Reeves, <laughs> the multiple times I was able to see New Japan stars, you know. So I've always loved going to ROH shows. I've wa- loved watching their pay per views, but you know, seeing that not only. Are they in good hands with Tony Khan? But Tony Khan has already invested back into it. Like the production value was excellent. And the matches were, you know, dare I say, it felt vintage ROH. Nice. Vintage ROH. That's a a great compliment. I I think it felt more like ROH than ROH has felt in the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Felt more like ROH than Pandemic ROH did. (sighs) Pandemic ROH honestly hurt my soul. And honestly hurt their company. <laughs> exactly. So any final words before we move on? Uh, no, nothing really other than to say like this was the one of the best possible outcomes. I guess they could have had 10 five-star matches instead of only one five-star match. But I think this was the best possible in uh, outcome for the ROH show. Super excited to see what's next. Good job, Tony Khan. He's a good he's a good wrestling booker. He's good yeah, at this. For now. Um all right. So yes. We're gonna talk about the impact multiverse of matches show. Uh this was happening at just before Sash at the same time as the ROH Supergirl of Honor. Uh and, and and Impact has been hitting doubles all year. Nah, nice. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right about that. Like solid doubles up the line. I unfortunately have not watched this show yet, but I'm just looking at this card and I'm going to sit down and watch this entire show. I think at least a couple matches on this thing. You can skip the first one because Jordan Grace was in it. I know how you feel about that. Um, but it was, a, oh, it was yeah. a short match. Yeah, but I don't mind yeah. Jordan Grace because they're using her the way that China was used. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, to be fair, I don't dislike Jordan Grace. That's like a, it's like the intergender wrestling thing. But when Jordan Grace is one of five people in an ultimate X match, it's way different than like a one V one man versus woman match, you know, like, yeah. And this match was actually short. So the show opened up with an ultimate X match for the X division title. Trey Miguel uh, versus Jordan Grace versus Chris Bay versus Blake Christian, versus Vincent, versus Rich Swan. What a match. What a lineup of wrestlers. Yeah, geez. An eclectic bunch for sure. That's funny. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so Trey Miguel ends up winning this match in around 7 minutes and 20 seconds. This was your typical Ultimate X match, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a it's a spot fest clusterfuck of a match. Absolutely. And like they usually go all, like twice the length of that at least. So it's funny they like squeezed in an ultimate X match to start the show. Yeah. It's it was kind of weird, but you know, overall this show felt kind of like a like a like a stepping stone towards the Rebellion pay-per-view and not like it's that's not a bad thing, right? But it kind of felt like a like a like a house show, a, a very strong house show, very good stories, and uh, you know it was a good stepping stone to as they move to Rebellion, which I think is going to be a phenomenal show. Interesting. I I have no idea what's coming up on the Rebellion card. Yep. All right. So that was a very 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 good match. Then we go to a match that we saw coming, and it was happening here at the Multiverse of Matches. And that's Nick Aldis and Mickey James versus Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. 
Yeah, I kind of thought this was going to main event the next NWA pay-per-view or something. But uh, I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it was just a random match on this Impact show. Uh, how was it? It was good. It was actually pretty good. It was better than I thought it was going to be, right? Like, I don't know. For, oftentimes, these um, these these mixed tag matches just, just don't hit. Uh, they're usually a swing and a miss. But this match... You know, it, it was a it was a good it was a good single. Nice. I'll take. I think I think we'll all take that. Yeah, it was a fun match, and uh, you know Nick Aldis and both now Nick Aldis has something to go on because they end up getting the win. Nick Aldis and Mickey James ends up beating Cardona and Green at about eight minutes. Hmm. I would have thought that would have went the other way, but that's right? good. You know, it's like you said, give the you, they kind of got to get something in this feud. So yeah, exactly. Um, it, to me, it just ultimately ends up meaning that Nick Aldis isn't going to get the NWA title back. Not right away, anyway. Yeah. All right. So Deanna Perazzo gets uh, interviewed. She's pissed off that ROH held a match earlier without her. She's even more pissed off that Mercedes Martinez is the interim women's champion. And then she wonders who's going to answer the champ champ challenge. This leads us to one of my favorite matches of the weekend, which was Mike Bailey versus Alex Shelley. Yeah. Of all the matches on this card, this is the one that I need to see the most. I feel like. Yeah, it was such a good match. Went about 15 minutes, two seconds. It was a lot of fun. Dude, Mike Bailey is one of the most intense wrestlers. His offense just looks insane at times. It looks so good. He's like, he's... He's completely unique. There is only one Mike Bailey ever in pro wrestling. The Karate Kid look, the Karate Kid offense. He's he's got he, he's got offense like a Mortal Kombat character. It's uh he's something else, man. He's a treat. I'm so glad he's allowed to go back uh, overseas to the United States, especially, uh, and do his thing. I guess he was always going overseas, right? It was only the states he couldn't get the in. States where he can get in, yeah. And the commentators yeah. were even talking about that, and I kind of like that because it adds to the intrigue. Because it's like this guy was the biggest kept secret outside of the United States, and we got him. Like they're really, yeah. you know, they're really, they're really trying to Josh Alexander him. Well, that's good. It, it worked for Josh Alexander, and he's as talented as Josh Alexander, if not more. So, yep. And and it was one of those matches where both men were so equal in every way. The end of the match actually didn't bother me too much because uh, uh, Bailey ends up winning with an inside cradle. Oh, nice. That that's fair. Like, yeah, if you earn if you earn it, that's one thing. If you get if you get there in storytelling, that's one thing. If you do a roll up finish because you're lazy and you want to get out of something, that's a lot worse. Yep, exactly. And then that that's what it was. Like the story was these guys are so fifty fifty in everything that they do. They know each other so well that this surprise is the way that I'm going to beat you. So I really enjoyed that story. Um, I can't wait for you to watch this match. It was such a good match. Um, after this match, we had Tennille Dashwood and Madison Rain versus Rosemary and Jessica Havoc versus Tasha Steeles and Savannah versus Lady Frost and Giselle Shaw in a four-way for the Knockouts Tag Team titles. Nice. Love us some Rosemary here on the BAM podcast. I actually just loaded up that card for Rebellion 2022. I'm seeing that Rosemary's getting a title shot for the yep. Impact Knockouts World Championship. Hope she brings the belt home. Go, Rosemary. Yep. See, I'm fine with this match. 
the one thing is that, you know, they made such a huge deal of Giselle Shaw, and she seems to be in a losing streak right now. They made such a huge deal of Lady Frost, and she seems to be in a little bit of a losing streak right now. That's the one thing that kind of sucks, but, you know, su there could only be one winner in these types of matches, right? So, you know, I, I would have kept Lady Frost and Giselle Shaw out of this match, but whatever. Match was only nine minutes. It's not going to hurt anyone at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. That, yeah, it's a, yeah, a random fatal four-way tag team match isn't going to ruin anyone's career. I agree with you there, though. Um, is someone, uh, uh, what are they now? The uh, Not the Iconics anymore. The uh, Inspiration now, right? Yep. Are one of them injured? Why were they not in this match? Because they, I actually have, don't I, I'm not sure. One of them kind of was injured for a little bit. Um, you know, they haven't really appeared too much recently on TV. Interesting. That, that's kind of, that sucks because they're great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, remember when you got them fired? Nope. That never happened. <laughs> that's, that's a ridiculous thing to say. All right. The next match was actually <laughs> a match that I was really looking forward to because when don't I look forward to a Tomohiro Ishii match in North oh. America? His opponent, eh, but this was probably this guy's best match that I've seen in a really long time, probably since his Noah days. That's Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Edwards. Meh on Eddie Edwards. Interesting. I, I, yeah, the Wolves, the American Wolves, he and Davey Richards. I, maybe I'm with you on the meh. I don't know. I, he's not I, bad. I, I like, he's just, I like, eh. I, I like Eddie more than I like Davey. Yeah, I think I do too. Um, they're just right now, Davey Richards seems to have a lot of attention on him. Like, MLW's done a really good job of hyping his return. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And Eddie Edwards is a little bit lost in the shuffle, although he did just turn heel, right? And yeah. join Ring of Honor. So, so they're like, I, no. Yeah, the Ring of Honor invaders that are now in Impact. Right? Honor no more. Yep. Yes. So, yes. what I absolutely loved about this pre match was every wrestler has to represent a, a promotion because it's a multiverse of matches, all promotions collide. Um, yes. Ishii obviously was representing New Japan Pro Wrestling. Eddie Edwards representing Noah. Interesting. Wow, that's fun. Yeah, it was a nice little change there, right? So this match went about 15 minutes and two seconds, and it was exactly what you would think from an Ishii match. Dude, these guys just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> I believe it, for sure. God damn it, I love Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, uh, so this match was a lot of fun. Ishii ends up getting the win, uh, and it was so freaking good. It was so freaking good. He ends up getting the brain buster for a very clean win, and like I said, it went about 15 minutes. It was such a good fight. If you like big, they're not even that big, but if you like seeing tough guys going at it, this is a good match for you to check out. I'm not sure if we're ever going to see it. It will break my heart if we never get... Tomohiro Ishii versus Volter Gunther. That is the match I want the most in all of wrestling. People talk about dream matches. There's my dream match. Walter versus Ishii. Walter versus Ishii. Yes. Not, not Gunther. This, not Gunther. Not this watered-down <laughs> version of Walter. Um, yes. All right. The next match was Jonah and Josh Alexander versus Moose and PCO. Yeah, interesting little tag team match. Baby faces versus heels on top of the impact card. I guess PCO is not really on top of the impact card. But, uh, man, yeah, 
how how was this one? <laughs> this match was interesting. I don't know. It's it's uh, Josh Alexander carried three other people into a half decent match. Nice. Yeah, uh, that, that's yeah. Jonah Jonah's strange, you know. Like he's he's a good wrestler, but he is he is limited in in a lot of ways, and uh, I I can definitely see that. Moose is coming along though, he's, man. He's, he's getting actually, better. He's getting better. Honestly, yeah. he's improving a lot. And I would say he's not a great. He's not a great wrestler, but he's also not as bad as you know Dan the Mouth would have you uh, believe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so Josh and Jonah ends up winning in about 12 minutes, 45 seconds. Man, PCO, if I, we always talk about Kevin Owens, and I honestly feel like Kevin Owens is going to be PCO in about 30 years. Yeah, man, like these French Canadians are made of like, you know, like vulcanized rubber. They're like hockey pucks. You can't, you, you can't break them. You can't fucking bust them. I don't know, man. It's absolutely insane what PCO puts him through, puts himself through in every single match he's in. Yep, exactly. It's, it's yeah, it was. It was it was, it was an okay match. All right, Diana Peraza comes out. It's her champ champ challenge. Who comes out? It is Fabi Apache from Triple A. Uh, this match is quite short, just about eight minutes fifty six seconds. Diana Peraza ends up winning. Uh, it was all right. It was it was a fun little match. It felt like a Triple A match. Nah, not necessarily a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't mean it as, as, a, as, a, as a dig also. I just mean that it just, you know, Triple A is, it's a style. It's a thing that happens sometimes. It is definitely a style, especially like the women's matches in Triple A are usually trash. Yeah. All right. Diana Perrazzo gets on the mic. She calls out Mercedes Martinez, or she calls Mercedes Martinez a paper champion. And then we get the return of Taya Valkyrie. The former Frankie Monet. That's awesome. And yeah, she uh, she needs to get a little push ski, hopefully in Impact Wrestling. She's uh, she was sorely missed in the wrestling business for a couple months there. <laughs> 100%. All right. Then the sub main event was Chris Sabin versus Jay White. All right, buddy. You you tell us about this. I gotta go refill this water. Lead us through this Saban versus Jay White match. Yeah, so this match was it was fun. So Jay White, leader of the Bullet Club, hasn't lost in impact since he got there. So that was the story that they were really going with that Jay White is leading Bullet Club, but you know, and to victories. But tonight, Bullet Club is having a rough night. Because Chris Bay didn't get the the X Division title. And, you know, the rough night for Bullet Club continues because Chris Sabin ends up beating Jay White in about 16 minutes. This match was fun. This match was exactly what you would think. It honestly felt like a vintage ROH, you know, a Young Lions match, even though both of these guys are not nowhere near being Young Lions anymore. But, you know, you know, they're they're also telling the story that Chris Saban was one of the people who was teaching Jay White while he was in excursion from the New Japan Dojo. So it was a very good story that they were really going with, and in this case, Chris Saban Gets the upper hand, ends up beating Jay White in about 16 minutes. Very good match, very fun match. And Jay White's reaction when he lost was just absolutely shocked. Yeah, kind of a surprising result, in yeah. my opinion, no? 
Yep, it was surprising for sure, in my opinion. Um, Steve Macklin comes out. He beats up Saban. Uh, the whole story with Steve Macklin right now is that he's basically, he blames Impact wrestlers from, uh, you know, for, for, for Honor No More getting the win at the last pay-per-view. So he's calling out everyone from that uh, Impact team, and he says that he's going to beat them all up. So Chris Saban was one of, one of them. Yeah, very good. That's a solid use of Steve Macklin. He's he's generally like a good angry guy. Yep, yep. All right, main event of the night, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Dumb Boys, Jay and Mark Briscoe. Man, can you imagine <laughs> after having a th- almost 30-minute match with FTR, you have to drive across the city and face the Good Brothers that same night? <laughs> that is actually insane. And uh, yeah, they went they went to war with the Briscoes. Yeah, let me tell so, you, yeah. this match was only you know only ten minutes, but they went to war with the Good Brothers. Honestly, <laughs> this is probably the Good Brothers' best match in years. Wow, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Uh, sorry, they are the Briscoes. They went to war with FTR, yes. but yeah, man, I, I I certainly believe that because I haven't. I don't know. I don't have much time for the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows especially. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. Like, I usually don't really care too much for their matches, but this was a great one. This match was good. This match was vintage. It honestly felt like you know ROH a few years ago. It was, it was or, or a New Japan tour. It was a fun match. Like I said, only ten minutes, but they got right to business the story also of this match was the commentators were hyping up the fact that the that the briscoes just had an epic match with ftr and they might be a little tired yeah and that that's great you might as well call attention to it and yeah that that is it is almost like i don't know i almost wish they didn't work that same night because it kind of maybe takes a little bit from the ftr match you know maybe maybe i think possibly Possibly, um, I think you have. I think you bring up a really good point. Actually, I didn't think That's of it that like, way. Yeah, right. That's a little. It's a little bit of a nitpick because I didn't even like. I didn't think of it until just right now either. So it's obviously it didn't bug me too much because it's something that just crossed my mind. But having said that, it, it's not like you know what I mean. When John Jones goes to a five round war with an Alexander Gustafson, he doesn't drive across town and fight in, in an hour. You know what I mean? It kind of. Kind of, especially after that crazy match, I, I know you can't just take them off the next show, but I just wish they weren't booked to wrestle on the same night. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, and that's the thing about professional wrestling. Sometimes you do kind of have to just assume these guys, you know, open a tin of of of, of uh, spinach and everything is good. Yeah, exactly right. And hey, man, honestly, if you're a hardcore enough fan to to even know that the Briscoes wrestled twice on that night. You know what I mean? Then you're pretty much, you're hooked anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. You know it's fake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's what it comes down to, right? So Good Brothers end up winning, end up winning relatively clean after the Magic Killer in about 10 minutes. That was the Impact Show. Like I said, it was a fun show. It was really a buildup towards Rebellion. And, you know, we, we got some good intergender matches. We had a very entertaining X Division match. We had one of the best singles matches with Mike Bailey and Alex Shelley. Even the PCO, Josh Alexander, Moose, Jonah match was fun. You know, this show was watchable for sure. And it continues the streak of Impact hitting very good doubles. 
Yeah, fair, man. It sounded like it was a really watchable show. At least three, maybe four, five really solid matches sounded like. So I'm excited to uh, to give her a watch. At the very least, Mike Bailey and Alex Shelley. Exactly. All right, so, dude, I think it's time for us to get with our gimmick, give uh, our listeners our top five matches of all of WrestleMania weekend, any promotion. Awesome. And yeah, with the knowledge that we haven't seen a lot of the GCW stuff, I there's probably like four or five Mike Bailey matches that I could uh, plug in here. But uh, unfortunately, no speedball on the list. Need to see some more speedball from WrestleMania weekend. Here are the, the top five non-speedball Mike Bailey matches from WrestleMania weekend. Number yep. five, Bandito f- versus... All right, yeah, so... Number five, Bandito versus Jonathan Gresham. For the yeah. Ring of Honor, undisputed title. Bandito versus Jonathan Gresham. You're putting that number five. Good match, good match. I'm going to have to actually give this one to the NXT North American ladder match from Stand and nice. Deliver. That match whew, is still good. Still good. Was- and one of the only results that actually mattered. <laughs> That's an excellent point. They basically undid that entire show, but the North American ladder match at this point. Yep. All right. Number four, Bianca versus Becky from WrestleMania Ooh. Night One. Interesting. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the gimmick. We're gonna put ratings on on these. So the previous match I had at four and a quarter manias out of five. I have this match number four, Biff Busick versus John Moxley. Four and a quarter manias out of five. And that's my number four. Just a just a bloodbath. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. My number three, Boris, is what you just mentioned. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. But I think it, uh, it's an important distinction. I have this at four and a half stars out of five. Four and a half manias, which we here at the podcast define as 90% out of 100. An A+, plus, not just an A, and an all-time classic. A Hall of Fame level, perhaps. If you were to maybe one day create a Hall of Fame-style podcast and induct some matches into it, four and a half stars might be the cutoff where... They might be inducted into the Hall of Fame. If that were to happen one day down the road. If who knows? one day down the road in June or July, <laughs> if someone comes up with this idea for a podcast. Yeah. Crazy right. how that might happen. But anyway, yeah, I thought this was a classic. One of the best women's matches, honestly, that I have ever seen in WWE. Yeah, and we've seen some pretty good ones in WWE, especially in like the, you know, the golden, uh, the go- black and gold NXT days. The black and golden era. I love it. Yeah. All right. My number three match of the weekend, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm going to say. I know it. I and know I it. I hate it. I hate myself, but I've always said I will judge this man's matches fairly. I've never knocked his wrestling abilities. I've just knocked him. That's Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins from WrestleMania Night One. You take that smile out of your face. Adrenaline in my soul. Boris loves some Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so happy. I am so happy right now. You fucking turncoat. You turned on your own hatred. <laughs> no, man. No, I, I'm, totally just, I'm totally just messing I with know, you. I'm I totally know. just messing with you. I, I, you got you to gotta give credit where it's due. I'm so glad. I am proud of you, Boris, to hear you say that. I'm so glad you're not just going to stay on the bitter bus and hate Cody for no reason. No reason. I have many good reasons to hate him. Anyways. <laughs> well, 
fair. Uh, anyway, uh, that would be my number two match, Boris. Number two, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Also a classic, also four and a half out of five. And the only reason I'm ranking it above Bianca versus Becky, because I think in ring, Bianca versus Becky was better. But the way we we rate matches, Boris, with the moment, the buildup, the this and that, the hoo-ha, the uh, pyro and ballyhoo, it all counts. It's a piece of theater in our eyes, in my eyes anyway. And as a piece of theater, this was better than Bianca versus Becky. Slightly, slightly. Yep. My number two match of the weekend was from ROH Supercard of Honor, the main event, title for title, Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito. Nice. So we had largely the same list. I actually think I forgot the ladder match because I might have had I, I rated that high on the podcast. Uh, anyway, um, so before we I, I, I think it's no secret what we're going to say is yeah. number one. But I do kind of want to give some kudos to two matches that I wanted to put on the list so badly, but I couldn't find exactly where. And I do think that my top five were my top five. But I just want to call out these two matches. And the first one was. Uh, Moxley versus Biff. I thought that match was incredible. It, dude, we were on the literally at the edge of our seat watching that. Yeah. And the it other match I want to call out. Too. Oh, it was. It was disgusting. Oh, yes. Uh, the, go on. The other match I want to call out is Alex Shelley versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Nice. Good call, buddy. Good call out for sure. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough about that Biff versus Moxley match. Two guys who I just absolutely love just going in there and just working snug. Just a believable, hard-hitting, wrestling bout. Yep. Any match that you want to call out that you couldn't put on the list? Uh, well, there was the all-time Matt Classic Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. That should probably be mentioned. Just kidding. Literally one of the worst matches I've ever seen. It would have It would have placed high on our bottom 10 wrestlemania like that would have for sure been in the bottom 10 wrestlemania match list that was atrocious and i think it's worth shouting that out yep agreed all right and then number one match of wrestlemania weekend i guess for both of us is what's gonna be five manias out of five that was weird that's just got a phone call directly is that that was a was that ftr but yeah five out of five 100 a plus plus briscoes versus ftr dax harwood tweeted out i think that was my masterpiece and i think i believe dax i think i tend to agree one of the greatest matches honestly one of the greatest tag team matches i don't even know if it needs that qualifier that i've ever seen in my life no I, I, I kind of feel that we should qualify it as a tag team match because tag team wrestling kind of gets disrespected in, in, in for the most part, right? Like, it, it, people don't appreciate that art the way that FTR tries to put respect to it. Especially, and this is no slide on them, but you have the opposite side of the spectrum with the Young Bucks, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And, like, yeah, don't get it twisted. It's not that the Young Bucks don't have stories in their matches, and don't put thought into it. But the Young Bucks are a little more of an action movie. It's a little more go, go, go. It's a little more like we do so much stuff that you can't help but get off your feet, right? FTR is a little more cerebral. They're a little more old school, if you will, Boris. And and I I prefer that style myself, being a, a increasingly old, bitter man. I prefer that style way more. Yeah, like to me, FTR just shows heart. Like in, in their matches, yeah. they show heart, and some would say they've built a good foundation for future tag team <laughs> matches. I love it. I think that I don't think we're gonna top that, buddy. 
All right. So, man, that is the show. Honestly, it was. Here's the thing. WrestleMania weekend is always WrestleMania weekend. I'm always going to watch WrestleMania regardless of how into WrestleMania I am or not. I always sometimes I've enjoyed the shows around WrestleMania. But I got to give credit to where credit is due. I was thoroughly sports entertained by WWE's three shows over the weekend. Yeah, for sure. It was like the first WrestleMania, the first night had two classic matches and the awesome Stone Cold Kevin Owens thing. And the second match, the second show was a, it was a goddamn disaster, but a, but a fun train wreck full of celebrities and nonsense and, and Gaga. Yeah, except for Lady Gaga. <laughs> there was no Lady Gaga, but there was a lot of Gaga. Yep. All right. So on the SNME network tomorrow, you are going to be getting the Smack Daddies talking all things SmackDown. And then, then, my friend, on Sunday, Mike McGuire is back. That's Mike McGuire with the yes. flagship show talking the week that was professional wrestling. Man, what a good time. I love wrestling so much. I love chatting wrestling. I want to thank everyone for listening, for tuning into the various shows over the weekend. I'm sure everyone is wrestling out, but somehow I am not. Matt, any final words? Yeah, definitely. It's a tough weekend to digest. If you need to take a week or two just to breathe, that's very understandable. But, uh, man, at the same time, uh, like lots of fun. The wrestling business is in a, in a really great place right now. And, yeah, we're, we're going to be here telling you all about it. So stay tuned. Exactly. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Until next time, adios. Ay, ay, ay.